Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty key ring. Yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. That's the G-spot. <laughs> The good vibrations, guys. <laughs> Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I bought that quite a lot of times. I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now, and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Owl. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Yo, 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 motherfuckers, and a man here. How's it hanging? Sorry, I can't keep talking like that. Fuck. My actual nephew, Phil Dunning, suggested it, but no, it's just not me, Phil. I can't fake it, all right, Phil? Phil? No, he's not here. God, it's hard to keep relevant these days, isn't it? I was discussing this with Phil at one of his friend's houses. He'd gone off to a party and I demanded I come along. I like to keep my eye on modern culture, you know, keep myself relevant, to know where the young people are at, what they dig if you will. I was actually quite excited and I brought a lot of speed with me. Imagine when it transpired a party for Phil involved him and his entirely unhygienic friend Gerald playing something called Skyrim. In the end, I got my best friend Sue Clinch over. We made what we used to call speed buggers, you know, which is basically speed mixed with amaretto and poured straight into your ears, high as a kite in seconds. Sue and I danced for hours to Joni Mitchell while the boys played. I'm not entirely sure they knew we were there. Until Sue got off with Gerald. Poor boy will be suffering from what we call Sue Mouth for days. Not sure why, but for some reason kissing Sue means you have the inescapable taste of bitter old orange peel in your mouth. She's not well, bless her. Anyway, I think everyone had a great time, and at some point I spoke to Phil about how to make my podcast more relevant to the young, and he suggested that. He's an awful geek, bless him. I really worry with Breda Shooter. I really do. I think we've made a shooter there. That's why I'm desperate to get him a career in the arts, sculpture or ballet. But bless him, he's horrifically uncoordinated and he can barely remember his own name. It's Phil. Anyway, it's Anna Man here, by the way, and this is my show. When I said it's Phil, I meant my nephew is Phil, not that I'm... You understand? What was I saying? Oh, yes. Welcome to my show. It's time to sit back and enjoy the marvellous remembrances and arse-shattering anecdotes of an actress with shit-tons of experience. There will be swearing, by the way. I'm not sure what brought you here. I don't know. I, I don't know who you are, if you're listening. I might know you, but I don't know it's you listening. Oh, God, shut up, Anna. Possibly you were brought here by my performance in Bees the Musical? Anyone? 
bees the musical perhaps feeling a bit of a little ripple of recognition there buzz buzz buzzy buzzy bee i'm yellow and black so you can see me i got a furry back and legs i got three on each side which means all together got six six legs and two wings some antenna and a reproductive system put it all together and what do you get it's a bee 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 buzz 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 bee 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 buzz buzz bee Buzzy buzzy beep 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 buzz buzz beep 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 buzz. Yes, in the end, the Natural History Museum decided not to go with the full run in the end. It was a strange setup. Basically, it was me stood in the insect room dressed as a bee singing that song over and over again. Apparently, it scared the tourists. And of course, there was the shocking, if horrifically poorly researched, Kurt Cobain docudrama come as your aunt. The idea being that Kurt had actually faked his own death and was now living as his own aunt. I mean, I love a good conspiracy theory, I really do, don't get me wrong, but I don't think you can base one on just an incredibly overstretched bad pun. And of course, let's not forget the 90s late night outrageous post-pub interview show and a man's massive fucking bath, where I would interview a series of celebrities in a very big bath, including, of course, Michael Portillo, immediately after he lost his seat in the House of Commons. That was a very dour bath, I must say, and I'm pretty sure he farted in it. But, you know, you've got to take what you can get as an actor or actress nowadays. It's unbearably hard to be a creative at the minute. It really is. The world is against us, my darlings. We are doing all we can, but it's like we've been forgotten, you know. And being an actress like Miam, is that right? God, who knows? Miam? Doesn't sound right, does it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, there's no work out there. Theatres have closed, church halls are completely deserted, even cafe theatres no longer welcome. Not that it ever was, let's be honest, but still. But no, we who are old, we have to give a little back to you, the young generation, which I think is known as a reach-around. I don't remember, I'll check with Phil. Phil, what's a reach-around? Oh, he's not here, is he? You know, some of these young actors, they put us to shame. They really do. They put us to shame. They're incredible. And they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't even eat sweets. They keep their minds and their bodies pure for their profession. They keep themselves focused on the job, which I really admire. I mean, my generation, we could only act when we were pissed or high. And even that was arguably not acting so much as hallucinating in a room. You know, down in Brighton, where I live, there are a lot of us old actresses who formed a little group trying to keep ourselves sane and help those struggling young people. Sue and I are in it, of course, although Sue can't always make it because she started driving a bus for a bit of extra cash. I keep trying to get her to commandeer one so we can go to France or something, but apparently it don't work like that. They don't just give you a bus, fucking Tories. So me, Sue, Leslie, who runs the group, face like a smash melon and a sense of humour of a death adder, Eleanor, or she had an extra or to make herself more memorable, very dull person, like talking to a puddle, old Miriam Crotch, absolute legend who we were all convinced was dead, to the point where Sue tried to hire an exorcist when she turned up at the group. We meet up every week or so at the Sunfish and Melon Cafe. We talk about the biz, or maybe we read out some plays to keep our abilities as sharp as knives. Because one day, the theatres are coming back, and we got to be ready, kids. We really have. I've asked Phil to look into downloading the best plays straight into my head, so I'm just ready to go, you know. He's been speaking to Gerald, and they do think it's possible, but it will require a lot of surgical equipment. 
Leslie has started to do a whip round for local young actors who can't perform because of the COVID. So what she does is she gets them to turn up in the cafe and put on one of their achingly important shows and we give them money for it. So she hired this remarkable young lady who was going to do a show all about the plight of refugees attempting to cross the channel, which Leslie felt was the perfect accompaniment to our matcha lattes and brunch burgers. Brunch burgers, fuck. Bacon, black pudding, egg, and the most delicious sausage pate in a bun. And they cook it in olive oil, so it's not unhealthy. And I've really taken hold of my diet at the moment, actually. It's a brilliant diet. I got it from an app. I only eat on days of the week that contain the letter A. I signed up last month, and I've already lost close to £300. It's incredibly expensive, but worth every penny. Plus, my daughter Mahogany's paying anyway. Well, it's sort of a loan. I found her credit card. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers, hog. I'll be paying her back the moment work starts up again. She'll never even know it's missing. I heard a rumour they're thinking of bringing back Lead a Horse to Water, my long-running sitcom. Actually, that might have been a dream, but we have to listen to our dreams. I'm getting distracted. There we are, in the cafe. Me, Leslie, Sue, the others, the rest of the Brighton group. We sit, eager-eyed, greedy, with anticipation. The lights go down. I mean, it was two in the afternoon, so we didn't really have any lights on, but Leslie stuck some crepe paper over the windows, which gave a similar effect. The curtain lifts, i.e. the actress comes out from behind the counter. She steps onto the stage, which is essentially a table with a cloth on it. Unfortunately, the only cloth Leslie could find was from a children's party and covered in images of the Paw Patrol. But as I say, we do what we must. She starts to speak, to tell her story. I mean, it's not her story. She's the daughter of the artistic director of the Hampstead, but still. She unveils this utterly heart-rending tale of a young woman fleeing from persecution with her brother, trying to make it to this insected isle. It's incredibly truthful and obnoxiously moving. I can see the boat, the travel, the indignity, the plight. Fuck, I can feel the plight. Sue's completely transfixed. Tears running down her face. I assume they were tears. It's just as likely something had burst on her eyelid. She's not well. But I too felt very moved. It's just that, how can I put this? As the show began, I realised, oh, I'm missing my cinnamon swirl. You know, a little cake with cinnamon on it in the shape of a swirl. I have to have one with my coffee. I gave up putting sugar in my coffee years ago. So to cover the lack of sugar, I eat a cake at the same time whenever I have a coffee. It works! This girl is deep into her monologue, reliving her painful past as the ladies of Brighton clutch their necklaces in agonised empathy. Me too, but I can't lie, it's really bothering me that Leslie has forgotten to give me my cinnamon swirl. It's not unlike her to completely forget about me. She gets so into these plays, which is great, but at the same time, you are a cafe. Well, she's not a cafe, but she runs a cafe. The point is I want my cinnamon swirl. I lean over to Sue. Sue, Sue, I whisper. Sue, I think she's forgotten my cinnamon swirl. Shushana, I'm watching the show. Sue, I need my cinnamon swirl. I can't drink coffee without a cinnamon swirl. I'm not Italian. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As the pandemic continues, we need to make sure we can keep it under control. Here's local bus driver Sue Clinch to explain. Right, listen up, you lot. If you're getting on my bus, stick a fucking mask on, alright? I want to see you all masked up. Ideally, head to toe. And don't be asking for change. If you, you haven't got the right money, you should have thought that before you came out. Don't get too close. Don't breathe on me. i got a can of mace in the cab, and I'll fucking use it, alright? When you get off the bus, don't touch now, or don't be hanging off the bars. You're not a fucking chimpanzee. And wash your hands when you get home, you dirty bastards. We'll get through this together. Thank you. Stay close. Stay safe. Be together. Meanwhile, the actress, aware I'm whispering, starts to recite the piece right at me, staring at me, talking about the horrors of war and the inequality of the world. I nod demonstrably, showing that I understand. I also nod around at the other ladies and point at a few as if to say, Oi, you should be listening to this, Tulip. But as much as I am pained by the tragic tale, the lack of a cinnamon swirl is digging in deeper than Juliet's dagger, and arguably more painfully. I try to gesture to Leslie, who watches the play from behind the counter, irritably engaged with it. Leslie! Leslie! Cinnamon bun! Leslie! But even she, dear listener, even she dares to shush me, visibly, in front of the local actors' emergency group of Brighton. I sit, suitably chastised, by which I mean fuming and ready to kill. The piece continues for what seems like hours, but is empirically seconds. To make matters worse, Eleanor, or, is happily tucking into a white chocolate and raspberry brownie with an accompaniment of cream. It's more than I can take. But still, this play is going on and on and on. I must have my cinnamon swirl. How to stop it? I need that bun. My coffee is rapidly cooling and will soon be undrinkable. At £3.10 a go, I can ill afford to buy another. Or rather, hog can't. Or can. Sorry, I lost interest halfway through that sentence. I must stop this frankly dreary monologue. So, what I do is, I start to clap emphatically and shout, Bravo! Well done! Well done! in the hope the actress will soon forget she's got loads more to say and just get carried away by the applause and stop. I know I would. Let's be honest, that's why we do it. If we can just cut straight to the applause, then brilliant. We don't have to do all the bloody speaking. But clearly the play is far from finished. She hasn't even got on the dinghy yet. The actress just keeps talking over me, pretending I'm not there. Not unlike Sir David Suchet, when I desperately tried a similar tactic to cut short his Shylock at the National... Although that time, to be fair, I really needed a poo, but I didn't want to miss any of it. It was so captivating. 
Anyway, back to the cafe. I have to attempt riskier tactics. I can see the last bun behind the actress sat on the counter looking fucking delicious. I mean, there's the odd fly buzzing around it, but who cares, right? Little buzzy prick's got excellent taste. So, plan A failed. What's plan B? Well, I've spent the last few mornings being forced to watch a Netflix show called The Floor is Lava. I don't know if you've seen it. I've been staying on Hog's sofa again, and Little Lemon always wakes me up at eight in the fucking morning to watch it with me. If you haven't seen it, it's basically the old game where you have to cross a room without touching the floor. You know that. It's adorable. There's something strikingly hangover-curing about seeing fat Americans fall into hot red liquid. Could I do the same here, I wondered. Could I make it across the room without disrupting the play, get that cinnamon bun and get back? I had to be careful. I was on thin ice as it was with the actors of Brighton. Getting cast out would be the final nail in my career's coffin. I assess the room. I work out without causing too much fuss. I could hoist myself onto the back of my chair, over Sue's hefty shoulders, onto the back window, around the sofa where a couple of lovely young ladies lounge wonderfully, bit of a jump after that, but I figured I could swing from the large lampshade shaped like a tong, pivot onto the back of Eliana's chair, swoop onto the counter, take hold of the swirl before anyone notices. I get to my feet as the actress relives the terrifying to and throw of the ocean waves by squirting a cooling spray at the crowd. Sue sees what I'm doing and tells me to sit down. I take a hand over her gob and attempt the move. The actress is currently on her knees, screaming a death cry to the gods, the government, the West, capitalism itself. A few odd looks from the girls on the sofa, but I just freeze, pretending to be a big picture of myself. It seems to work. Then, the big one, the lampshade swing, doesn't quite go as I calculate, and I accidentally smash old Miriam Crotch in the face with my Doc Martin. Luckily, she's instantly knocked out, or potentially finally dead, but I've got bigger things on my mind right now. The play has reached a heart-rending crescendo. All eyes turn to the stage. As I make my final play for the counter, I see something that tears my heart from my breast. Eleanor, or, having utterly devoured her fat cake with her fat mouth, effectively gestures to Leslie for the final cinnamon swirl, which Leslie happily, if not with creepy deference, hands over to the greedy cunt. The actress has just spoken the line, I have nothing. To which, unfortunately, I instinctively shout, You greedy cunt! A silence that lasts an age. I realise what's happened. The actress and all the other ladies are staring at me with looks that could fuck an ox. Anna, what is wrong with you? Leslie asks. What are you doing? And the others all pipe in. You've ruined the show! How dare you! Have you no shame? Kick her out! She's trying to do a play! We're trying to help the young people and all this stuff! Now, everyone, shut up! I mean, come on, I, I did ask for a cinnamon swirl, and it never came! And I know it's very important we learn all about these things and the awful stuff that's going on in the world and so on, and it, it's horrible, it really is, but I really wanted my cinnamon swirl! Did you just call Eleanor or a greedy cunt? Well, she is. She's already had a brownie. She wants my cinnamon swirl too. The actress has arisen and walks towards me, pointing. She's furious. You see, she says, you see the greed of the West exposed. People are drowning to get a taste of a better life. Well, not much of a taste, I say, if you don't ever get served. You have no idea how privileged you are. Darling. I'm currently sleeping on my daughter Hogg's sofa. My last acting job was fighting a dog in a pub in Kilburn. 
Long story. Just be careful what acting jobs you accept on Gumtree. I was fine, don't worry. I remembered you just break its front legs and shove them into its heart. More gasps from the group. I mean, I wasn't helping myself admitting to murdering a dog, albeit in a gladiatorial context. Look, I say, I really appreciate what you're doing, young lady, and I entirely agree that the world is horribly unfair. It really is. We really need to help people who have nothing. But if we don't have all these little luxuries like cinnamon swirls, then why would they even want to come here in the first place? It's no good denying ourselves the very reason they're coming here, is it? Now, if you don't mind, and I calmly walked over to Eleanor, nor wrenched the swirl from her fat fingers, wolfed it down, and walked from that cafe, head held high. Anyway, Leslie says I'm on probation, and I can only get back in by donating a massive amount to UNICEF. Luckily, the pub in Kilburn just got in touch. They were so impressed by my bloodlust, they're wondering if I'd consider fighting a cassowary. Hell yeah! Thank you for listening to my little story, darlings. There'll be more every week. I'm afraid I struggle to hit a deadline, you may have noticed. So I'm just trying to do one a week. Whenever it comes, it comes. Just enjoy it, bless you. If you wish to support my work, please do head over to patreon.com slash animan or ko-fi.com slash animan. Ko-fi is K-O hyphen fi i don't it's very annoying and you can chuck in a pound or two or three or twelve you can also now buy a little birthday message from anna on celebvm.com go on there and look for anna man don't get distracted by the more famous people or if you need some extra entertainment during these tricky times you can hire me for an online party on my facebook page just look for anna man on facebook and book an appointment there Also, I want to hear from you, darlings. If you have any questions, we can have a whole question and answer section in the podcast, can't we? Please tweet me at AnnamanActress. And while you're there, follow Colin Holt. He's so horribly close to 10,000 followers. It's painful. Ta-ra, my angels. And you know what? Take care. Love ya. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Anaman. Starring Colin Holt, edited by Dan Snellgrove, part of the Great Big Owl family. Please subscribe, review and share. You can find Colin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. And the same goes for um, Anna Man. Just look it up, you'll find it. I'm Sue Clinch. Uh, Ta-ra. Great Big